What's going on, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of Outside the Arena with Mac and Griff. I'm Griffin Zenick, joined by my co-host, Mac Rommel. And first off, happy July 4th, everyone. Um, we're recording this on the day that it's coming out. So, um, everyone, happy July 4th. Hope you have yourself uh, a very good uh, day. See some fireworks, have some good food, spend some good time with family and all that. That's the goal. But we are going today... Uh, to talk very briefly, this isn't going to be too long of an episode, probably 15 minutes. I mean, you can tell how long it is, but I can't imagine it'll be too long. We're just going to talk about uh, the conference finals in the NBA playoffs. I think we should touch on it as well as previewing the NBA finals, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, will start on July 6th, so Tuesday, um, in Phoenix, Game 1, Bucks, Suns. Kind of a crazy finals when you think of it. I don't think anyone really predicted this especially coming into the year but even uh when the playoffs started i don't think anyone was thinking bucks suns um as the finals per se but alas we are here and first mac i guess we can start with the series that wrapped up first and that was the the clippers and the suns the suns obviously got the job done in six games they went up 2-0 clippers kind of looked like they were coming back but phoenix in the end was able to hold them off win the series so mac kind of just your thoughts on the series we saw chris paul out to start but he obviously came back midway through and uh, made a pretty big impact. And and now all of a sudden this Phoenix team is four wins away uh, from a championship. Pretty crazy. This Phoenix win, this Phoenix team, excuse me, is only four wins away from winning an NBA finals championship title. So the Suns, they came out and they won the first two games. So first game you see um, for the Clippers, Paul George shooting 34, Reggie Jackson with 24. But Booker came out hot. He's dropping 40, eating with 20. The Suns shooting much better from the field. That game one, they shot 10% better. And this is what I'm expecting um, from the Suns when they're winning these games. They're obviously a high-powered offense. Defensively, they could hold things down. But offense is really their specialty uh, so far in the playoffs. Game two, they went a close one, 104 to 103. Uh, for the Clippers, you have Paul George with 26, Reggie Jackson with 19. But you're looking at this group of guys, Aiton, Booker, Payne, they combine for 73 points. They're shooting better from um, the field. And game two, the Clippers shot 15% better from three. It was not enough to beat the Suns. And then game three, as you said, uh, the Clippers trying to turn things around. They get the win. They win 106-292. And you're seeing this group, Bridges, Aiden, Booker, Paul, and Johnson, all over 10 points for the Suns. George and Jackson on the, for the Clippers combined for 50. Terrence Mann, Avika Zubak combined for for. 27, excuse me. The Clippers shot 7% better. I mean, eight, eight more th free throws, excuse me. Game four, Suns rebound. They go up three to one. They win a close one, a low scoring game, 84 to 80. Aim Booker Paul for 61. George and Jackson over 20 for the Clippers. Uh, the Suns shoot much, much, much better. And then game five, and this is where the Clippers were really trying to turn things around and uh, flip this series, flip the script of the series. They went and they made this series three to two. They won 116 to 102. Paul George had 41 points. Marcus Morris, Reggie Jackson, both over 20 points. They were wishing they could turn things around, but game six came around and the Suns demolished 
the Clippers, 130 to 103. Chris Ball had 41 points in his return, like you said. Uh, Book with 22. Crowder had 19. And then on the other hand for the Clippers, Morris and George, they combined for 47. But you're looking at the way the Suns are shooting. They shot 14% better from the field, 25% better from three. And the Suns were able to out-rebound by 15. The Suns team with their high-powered offense, if they could shoot the, the way that they have been shooting in this conference finals and even before that, the Suns shouldn't have a problem beating the Bucks in the NBA Finals. Yeah, um, I think with this series, um, you know, it was interesting um, for sure to see what happened. I mean, Chris Paul was up the first two games. It was, um, I mean, for the Clippers, you look at the Clippers and, and the main absence for them was Kawhi Leonard. He was out the whole series. He was injured, um, never could get back on the court. Um so that, that really cost them. I mean, you see they took it to set six games without their best player. Um, you know, they, they really uh, put up a fight. Paul George had an excellent series. Obviously, you can look at game two, I believe it was, um, and say those free throws he could have made and whatnot. But at the end of the day, he performed to an exceptional level throughout the series and played great basketball and kept them in that series. They were the reason, that's the reason they went six games. They would have been swept if he didn't play that well the, the whole series. So he had a fantastic series. Fantastic playoff run in general for him. He kind of wiped the doubts and the, the haters, put him to rest almost um, with this playoff run. So uh, great job by, by Paul George. The surrounding cast played pretty well, but at the end of the day, the Suns are, are just a little too high-powered to beat without your best player. We've seen that this whole playoff run with them. You look at the Lakers, they had no Anthony Davis, really. You look at the, uh, the, the Nuggets that were without Jamal Murray, and now the Clippers without Kawhi. Obviously, the Suns can't do anything about it, and no way – Am I trying to discredit their title run and whatnot? But at the end of the day, you know, fate just kind of happened and they they didn't have as hard of a a schedule as they potentially could have if some of those guys were healthy. Uh, But at the end of the day, they capitalized and they played great the whole uh, the whole playoffs. They they beat up on all these teams. So there's not much you can really say. It wasn't really close. Uh, The Clippers one was the closest series. And and even then, it seemed like the Suns pretty much had control. Um, But like you said, that, that game five win for the Clippers. It almost, you know, seemed like the, the series might turn around there. Ty Lue, notorious for coming back from, from down, um, you know, 3-1 especially, but also just being down in general. Um, so game six in L.A., that could have been a huge game. Obviously, Paul George – or Chris Paul, 41 points. You're not going to be able to win when he's doing that. DeAndre Aiden played a great series. I mean, this, this Suns team is, is a complete team. It's well coached. Um, and overall, it's just a super exciting team. Um, congrats to Phoenix. They deserve it. They haven't really had a – a great team since the Charles Barkley era. Uh, and it's pretty crazy the turnaround they've made from, I believe it was second, no, not second worst. I don't think, I think that was the Hawks of second worst, but I mean, a team that missed the playoffs last year, they played great in the bubble, but all of a sudden to an NBA finals team that, you know, could even be favored right now um, with the injury of Giannis Antetokounmpo, which is where we'll go right now. We'll go to the Bucks and the Hawks. Another series that was interesting, to say the least six games, Trey Young was out. He did play the last game, but you could tell he wasn't 100%. Um, he was a little banged up throughout the series. Giannis went down, I believe it was in game three. It might have been game four, um, but either game three or game four. Giannis is out game four. So, um, yeah. yeah, you know, it was, it was interesting. Um, who knows his status for the finals? We're going to touch on that um, in our prediction for the finals. But, Mac, what were your thoughts on this Bucks hawks series? Obviously – the Hawks it was kind of a, a run that you know a feel-good story um, I know I was definitely cheering for them they were the team that I was hoping um, would maybe make it to the finals and somehow win the Trey Young injury seemed pretty costly they couldn't go out without him and uh, and capitalize 
and uh, you know, tough loss for them. Yep, I completely agree. I think the Trey Young injury, the honest injury, that com- really completely changed the script of um, this series in general. I mean, you see the Hawks, they come out, they win game one, 116-113. You see the impact that Trey Young had. He had 48 points. You have John Collins, who had 23 points. And then you're looking at the impact, on the other hand, with Giannis. He and Drew Holiday in game one combined for 67 points for the Bucks. Game two, the Bucks win this one, 125-91. Hawks had four players over 10, but this is one of those games where you're seeing Trey Young, if he doesn't have one of those star star player games or star player-like games where he's dropping 30-plus points, the Hawks seem to struggle. This game, he only had 15 points, but they had four players over 10. On the other hand, for the Bucks, he had Giannis, Holiday, Lopez, Middleton. They combined for 78 points. The Bucks shot 11% better from the field, 11% better from three. And really, the specialty of the Bucks, what they do best they could out-rebound you. They out-rebounded the Hawks by 13. And that's something I'm going to look for in the finals. If Giannis comes back, you're going to need to be able to out-rebound the Suns, get that ball back and put points up on the board. Game three, the Bucks win it again, 113-102. Middleton had 38 points. Giannis had 33 points for the Bucks. Trey Young, you're seeing the star talent in him with 35. They came up short in this game, weren't able to win it. But the Bucks. Once again, you're seeing the rebounds, 15 more rebounds than the Hawks had. Game four, the Hawks won this one, 110-288. This is when Trey Young first was out, uh, and the team really was able to put together a show and win this game. Holiday, Middleton, Giannis for the Bucks combined for 49 points. We had Herter, Williams, Capella, Reddish, Galinari, Bogdanovich, all over 10 points for the Hawks, really making a team effort to contribute uh, to get this win while Trey Young was out. Hawks 10% better from the field, 14% better from three. Game five, this is where Giannis is finally out for these last two games. The Bucs won this one 123 to 112. And I think really the Bucs have a really decent chance, even without um, having Giannis, to put up a good fight against the Suns. Excuse me. He had Brooke Lopez putting up points. He had 33. Middleton and Holiday combined for 51. Portis had 22. You're having all these guys going over 20 plus points for the Bucks without your best player making this team effort, like we're seeing with the Suns. You have all these players contributing, and that's why they're doing so well, especially on offense. Game six, Young comes back, as you said, not 100% healthy, but the Bucks end up taking this one, 118-107. to 107. Young came back. He only had 14 points, looking like game two, where he was a bit iffy. Bogdanovich and Reddish both had over 20 points, but for the Bucks, Middleton had 32. Holiday had 27. And I'm going to leave it right there because my next point would be leading up to uh, our predictions for the NBA Finals. Yeah, um, you know, I think with this series – um, you know, game one, Trey Young put up a, a historic performance, 48 points. Um, I believe it was 11 assists, seven rebounds, something like that, maybe seven assists, 11 rebounds, one of those two. But, um, you know, he went out there and played great. John Collins played great game one. So you look at game one and you're like, oh, wow, this, this Hawks team may compete. They just stole a game. Game two, Trey, Trey uh, doesn't have a great game, and, and Giannis is playing good. But I think for the Bucks throughout the series, the key two players – was Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. I mean, they played fantastic throughout the whole sp- series, specifically Drew Holiday, who I believe won um, the, the MVP of the series, maybe. Or I don't even know if that's a thing, actually. I saw him holding a trophy, so I was assuming he either won MVP or or uh, or I guess he was just holding the trophy. So maybe I'm wrong. I don't know if there's an MVP, actually, for the series. I'm going to take that back. But he might have been the MVP for the series. He played great. Um, he played great in, in game six. 
But those two were, were the key for them when Giannis went down. You look at game four when Giannis was in there, and the Hawks put up a very strong game. Lou Williams had a very good game from the field. He shot well. You look at the surrounding cast, like you said, um, with like guys like Herb, Bogdanovich, Reddish. They were making shots. That was big. So it kind of looked interesting. And when Giannis goes down, game five, all of a sudden, it's like, hmm, who is the better team without their superstar? People might think the Hawks. But at the end of the day, the Bucks. people can't forget Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. That's just too much for the Hawks to handle without Trey Young. They need Trey Young. He's their star player. He's what they run their offense through. And, yeah, they got a game. But at the end of the day, it wasn't enough. And, and you look at game five, Brooke Lopez, 33 points, like you mentioned. You know, the, the Bucks can't count on that for the NBA Finals against DeAndre Aiden. Um, that's just not realistic. So um, you're going to need guys like Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday to step up if Giannis is out. Um, we'll touch on that in a second. But, um, you know, like you said, the Hawks, historic run. I think, you know, especially, you know, we're in the New York area. A lot of people, th- I mean, complete bias, but they said the Knicks were going to be sweeping the Hawks and be an easy series. And you look at what the Hawks did. They went basically floored the Knicks, beat the Sixers in seven, and then took a Haw- uh, took the NBA, NBA uh, you know, represent NBA finals. NBA Eastern Conference champions, two six games. I can't speak English. But, um, you know, historic season for the Hawks. Uh, all props to them. I'm so excited to see what Trey Young does next. And uh, and for the Bucks, Giannis finally gets a chance to go to the finals. His team is back in the finals for the first time since, I think, like ni- in the 1900s, 1970s, 1980s, something like that. It's saw something crazy. So it's been a while for the Bucks, but well-deserved. Um, and we'll see. Maybe Giannis can get – on that ring chasing and, and start getting some rings together. It'll be interesting to see for sure. It definitely will. If Giannis comes back this series, will get very, very interesting, but uh, let's go and I guess, predict this series. Uh, I guess I'll start off. I do think the Suns are going to win, especially with Giannis out right now. I mean, if he comes back, I'm thinking it'll be middle of the series, but by that point, I do think the Suns would have a decent uh, lead on uh, the Bucks by that point. And the main point I want to make for the Suns is, their offense is just too high powered. You're not just having Booker and Paul carrying this offense. You're having all these guys, Bridges, Eaton, Johnson, all these different players that have been able to find a time through at one point through these playoffs to all work together, contribute and play as a team to put up points and beat their opponent. And they've been doing that multiple times. Each and every series, we're at least seeing one to two games where all these guys contributing and have a huge, huge game against whoever they're going against. And for this conference finals, it was game three. You had Burgess, Aiden, Booker, Paul, and Johnson all over 10 points and able to contribute in that game. And then for the Bucks, as you said, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, they're going to have to be able to put up some points and play very, very well against the Suns if Giannis is out uh, to put up a fight and beat this team. And they're going to have to have players excuse me, um, like Brooke Lopez, who are going to have to come out and play well, all these different guys. And I think it's too much for the Bucks to be able to join together without your star and best player uh, to come and win this series. If Giannis comes back middle of the series, I think they could put back up a fight and possibly beat the Suns. But I think the, um, excuse me, the Bucks don't have to rely on rebounding. As I said, that's what they were doing best in the series. If you're able to out-rebound the Suns, you could put up a good fight. But right now, I think the Suns' offense is too good. And the Bucks, their offense and the whole team in general right now without Giannis is a little bit too questionable uh, for me to put my faith in the Bucks winning this NBA final series. Interesting prediction. Um, did you? I'm sorry. Did you say games? Like, if you had to predict what what game it goes to, what would you say for that? What game it goes to? I'm thinking game six. Game six. Suns and six. six. Suns and six. All right. That's interesting. Um, 
I'm going to go for the Bucks here. I'm going to go Bucks in seven, um, and I'll tell you why. I think realistically, from what I've read, Giannis is probably going to miss a game or two. I think get by game three, he'll be back. Um, so for me, um, you know, this this Bucks team is going to be the most complete team um, the Suns have faced in the playoffs. It's going to be their hardest challenge for sure. You look at the Clippers, they're, you know, a strong team, but without Kawhi, um, you know, Nuggets were ne- never nowhere near the team they could be, and the Lakers were a mess. So this is going to be a tough series, especially if Giannis is back. Um, but I think, you know, the Bucks do match up well with the Suns. You look at Drew Holiday um, on the defensive side. He's a great defensive guard. He's going to be able to choose um, one of Booker or Chris Paul to guard. And I think one of those guys is going to, is going to struggle a bit. Um, they're both superstars, but at the end of the day, Drew Holiday is going to play some good defense on them. He's going to make it challenging for them. It's going to be interesting to see how they respond. I think the Suns offensively, they're just going to have to attack Brook Lopez. That's the weak link on that team with DeAndre Aiden. So that's going to be interesting to see. But also with Giannis, if he is in there, they don't really have a great guy on Phoenix that can guard him per se. I mean, you look at some of the teams they faced, you know, look at Atlanta. They had, you know, John Collins, Clint Capella. Um, Obviously you do have DeAndre Aiden, but, um, you know, at at the forward position, you got McCall Bridges and and Jay Crowder, two guys who aren't necessarily the biggest and, and not known for defense per se. So I think that is one area where the Bucs have a severe mismatch, as well as Chris Middleton. I think Chris Middleton's going to have a good series. Um, you know, I think, you know, you look at the Bucs, I, I really like what they have right now. Um, and I think if Giannis, which I do think he's going to come back, that's kind of the whole prediction. If Giannis doesn't play this series, the Phoenix Suns will win. But in my eyes, if Giannis is back by game three, and then the Bucs, you know, I think they might split the first two games. I think it's going to be a good series from there on out. And I think game seven, um, we're just going to see Giannis. Um, and, you know, be too good. Um, I think Giannis is the best player on the floor in the series. Um, Drew Holiday has really established himself as a, a very good player in these playoffs. So I think for, for the for the Phoenix Suns, it's going to be about attacking Brook Lopez. It's going to be about finding open space with their guards. Um, and it's going to be about shut, shutting down Giannis if he does play. Um, they don't have a clear guy to guard him. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. But in my eyes, Giannis comes back around game three, I think. Giannis and the Bucks will win in seven games. I think it's a very good series, but I do believe the Bucks might have the upper hand, uh, you know, if Giannis is playing. All very good points. Rome would be very disappointed. Well, it's going to be very disappointing in you when he hears that. I'm at least siding with my cousin, but uh, I guess uh, you'll have no to hear family it. relation. No, no <laughs> okay, yeah. fair, fair point. But I guess with that, we can wrap things up here on Outside the Arena. Make sure you all like, comment, and subscribe, not only on this channel, but on our other channel, OTA Clips. We post shorter breaking news type episodes. Um, and then also go over to Apple a Podcast and Spotify. We're Outside the Arena on there. If you don't want to pull up YouTube, you don't want to watch the video, you go there. You can listen to audio only if you are in the car. That may be easier for you. So be sure to go check us out and subscribe to us there. And then if you all y'all want to come on, talk with us on OTA Clips, whatever it may be, make sure to follow us on Instagram. My Instagram is Mac.Rommel. Griffin's Instagram is Griffin Senek. And our podcast Instagram is Outside the Arena Podcast. So as I said, feel free to reach out to us there. That would be the best place to do so. And as always, we'll see you all next week. Stay safe and enjoy your 4th of July.